Sabra Reynolds replaced the telephone receiver, then leaned back in her chair. A long sigh escaped her as she stared at the mountain of work on her desk. I think we're beginning to see the light at the end of the tunnel, Sabra. Suzanne Milton smiled as she dropped more telephone messages onto the cluttered desk. Did you call the International Grande and verify the flight number and arrival time? Sabra nodded and sat straighter. I just got off the phone with them. Everything's in order. Good. Nick called and said the air conditioning's on the blink at the rehearsal hall. I guess you'd better check that out. Tate won't want to rehearse there if it's hot as blazes. Right. I'll get to it. Sabra watched Suzanne walk briskly to her desk on the other side of the spacious room and felt a grudging envy for the woman. Feeling weariness settle in her shoulders like lead weights, Sabra rose from her chair and made her way to the adjoining restroom. She stood before the mirrors and studied the early signs of fatigue on her heart-shaped face, the slightly glazed brown eyes, the tense set of her full lips, the casual disorder of her shoulder-length umber hair. Brushing her hair into its usual sleek style, she adjusted the gold comb that swept one side of her hair away from her face. Back to the salt mines, she thought, as she turned to leave the restroom. An inner voice chided her. Salt mines? What happened to the adventure and challenge? Oh, yes, that had been how she'd felt about this new job, hadn't it? She asked herself with a twinge of irony. Trading eight years of being the personal aide to a concert violinist for the challenge of being the personal aide to a rock singer-songwriter and all that rubbish. As she sat behind her desk, Sabra pushed aside the acidity of her thoughts. She did miss the languid years with Franz Lieberton. The classical music world was one of elegant parties, sophistication, and style, and Franz had been such a kind employer. When he announced his retirement, Sabra recalled how close she'd come to announcing her own retirement. But Franz wouldn't hear of it. He had insisted that she apply as aide to his good friend, Tate Jepson. Her thoughts transported her to that first meeting with Tate. She didn't know exactly what she'd expected. She could recall her mental preparation for the interview. She'd listened to some of his music and had flown to Dallas, where he was appearing at a concert to benefit a children's hospital. His stage presence had confirmed her initial impression. A consummate performer, he wooed the audience with his husky voice, his seductive smiles, his slow movements to the music. When he'd reached out a hand to the audience, the young woman seated beside Sabra had nearly fainted. Sabra remembered how nervous she was just before entering his office. She had expected him to be an egotistical artist and was even prepared for flirtation. At her soft tapping, his voice drifted through the door and bid her to enter. Taking a deep breath, she pushed open the door and briskly stepped into the room, only to find herself rooted to the spot when she saw him.